I've always loved stories. I've always loved telling people stories. Um, it's how I sort of connect to people. It's kind of how I connect to the concept of humanity. Uh, you know, I, I, I think that narrative is in a lot of ways um, the most important human evolutionary tool. And that is our guest for today, Michael Smallwood, actor, director, producer, podcaster. He's done it all. He's been with the theater for years. A great friend. Really enjoyed the conversation. Hope you will as well. One of my mentors, John Osborne Hughes, used to always quote the playwright Terence, that towering playwright of ancient Greece. Terence had a quote, said, I am human, and therefore nothing human is alien to me. Never is that more apropos than during the holidays. We get a lot of family with a capital F, but it can be an amazing time of year. I certainly hope yours was. The Lehman Brothers opens this week at the theater. A lot of preparation going into it. But as you would have it with any type of theater production, there's got to be a little bit of a wrench thrown into it. Uh, my other great mentor, Jim Gloucester, used to always say, okay, nothing be easy. So we're looking at some kind of weather event tomorrow with flooding. I just got the call from my daughter's school that they'll be closed. So if you got nowhere to go, that was a great time to check out our conversation with Michael Smallwood. Welcome, Michael. <laughs> hey, how's it going? <laughs> Very Thanks well. for having me on the dialogue. Well, the first thing I knew was I was not going to have trouble uh, getting you to pipe up. No, I know. Not. Uh, been sitting here, uh, sat on my hands, trying not to interrupt your very brilliant introduction. Uh, well, this is I'll, where I like to start. I always like to start is to make your way back. Think about, let's just start the conversation out. When did you know that you were going to act? When did you know or oh, decide? Ooh. You said, yeah, we're going way back and then we'll move forward okay. quickly. Uh, so uh, I, I've, I've told the story before to, to people, I guess. I don't no place that I would have told this story, but uh, uh, second grade. Yeah. Um, I got to play Santa Claus uh, in a school like pageant thing. Mm -hmm. um, and specifically, you know, they were, we were the, the teacher was kind of like going to choose a kid to play Santa Claus. And I was like, no, I would also like the opportunity to play Santa Claus. And so she was like, okay, I guess we'll have auditions. Yeah. And I got the part and they had to like, I was very tiny. So they had to tie several pillows to me to make it like look right. But I got to play Santa Claus in second grade. And I've been kind of looking for reasons to be in front of an audience ever since. Do you remember what that felt like? Like, like what were the feelings that kind of came up in front of that crowd for that first time? Oh, um, I think this is going to sound weird, but I don't, I don't really have any memories before it. Yeah. You know, it's um, very much one of those things of like, no, 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 this is where I start. Like, my story starts. I guess, <laughs> so, okay. So, <laughs> an even further backstory that I guess is actually the genesis of maybe that story um, is that my my mom tells, likes to tell this, this story of like that I, as a three-year-old or two, like two or three-year-old, like didn't know how to read yet mm. but i would go I, I would listen to her read books to me and like memorize them and like i would know where she would turn the page and i would 
take sometimes take my books and like mark them for like to be continued pages and stuff and so then she would have parties and i would go up to the adults and be like look i can read and i would just recite the book complete with where the page turns are oh wow <laughs> my parents would stand there and listen to people be like oh my god he's so smart to be reading at his age awesome. <laughs> and they're like uh-huh <laughs> how'd that make you feel pretty great <laughs> <laughs> Well, and we, Michael's very accomplished writer as well, screenwriter and filmmaker. That's fascinating, that whole part of like how that story kind of found its way in. Um, did that start the love of it? Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've, I've always loved stories. I've always loved telling people stories. Um, it's how I sort of connect to people. It's kind of how I connect to the concept of humanity. Uh, you know, I... I, I think that narrative is in a lot of ways um, the most important human evolutionary tool. Mm. Um, certainly one of the most foundationally structural to the way that we perceive time, the way that we perceive ourselves, our purpose in life, uh, the way we move through the human experience is through the concept of narrative beginning, middle, end. We think of our histories, our past not as like random collections of days, but as compiled stories. Like mm. my time in high school, my childhood, my time at that job, and always in the concept of a narrative. Um, and so I've always just loved being a part of that. And I've loved, you know, telling stories that help people kind of understand what they're doing. Now, it may have happened then, but let's fast forward to the, the time you decided, okay, I'm going to take this on as a profession. Do you know when that happened? Uh when I gave up being a pro wrestler, I guess. <laughs> yeah. um, well, you got to do them both. I did, I did eventually get to do them both. Yeah. Uh, no, I, 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 even even wanting to be a pro wrestler, like my my childhood dream has always been part like pro wrestling is just acting with lots of stage combat. I, I there like, like I said, it's really been a thing of like I kind of have always known um, that I wanted to tell stories to people, that I wanted to entertain people. Um, ever since I saw Jurassic Park. As a kid, uh, I was like, oh, well, whatever this is, I want to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. Like, that was the moment where I was like, oh, no, 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 movies are the most important thing in the world. I want to be a part of however you do this. Um, so, yeah, pretty much since a kid, I've been like, no, 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 that's what I'm going to do. So there was never any, like... The only other job that I want, again, this is entertainment, but the only mm -hmm. other job I wanted is I wanted to be Mr. Rogers. Oh, yeah. Um, as a kid, because I thought that was just a job you could grow up and have. It's not all that great being Mr. Rogers, being Mr. Rogers. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, just, I just thought he was the, the coolest guy yeah. who existed. And I was like, well, that looks like a really great job. You get to like wear really comfortable sweaters and hang out with puppets all day. I would like to do that job. Well, an amazing storyteller, too. Yeah, You know, you think absolutely. about how he told the stories. So, yeah, all of the jobs of like It's just always been the thing of like, well, yeah, I'm going to do this, whatever the form of that it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, like the specifics. I don't, I no longer want to be Mr. Rogers cause I now understand that I could never be Mr. Rogers. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, you know, the, the, the instinct has kind of always been there. Right. And when did you come to Charleston for the first time? Oh, uh, I came to, I went to college here. So I came mm -hmm. here in like 2004. Uh, I guess the first time I would have come here would have been a year before that to like tour. To CFC. tour it and see it. Um, I remember touring the school and telling my dad, I was like, Hey, we should go ahead and buy a shirt. Cause I'm going to go to school here. You knew. Yeah. I, I, I knew pretty immediately. I, uh, one of my, one of my best friends went here. 
So he had been giving me some reports about the school and, and it all sounded great. And then I came in toward it and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to school here. Yeah. And my dad was like, well, we're touring another school next week. Do you not want to wait? And I was like, I mean, we can, but I'm going to go to school, school here. And then the next week we were at the other school in the middle of the tour. I leaned over to my dad and I was like, I should have bought that shirt last week. Awesome. <laughs> like, I'm going to CFC. Like, um, and I've, with the exception of, you know, I worked in Atlanta for a year after graduation, but right. other than that, I've been here. And did you come straight into the theater department or did yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 there was never even a hint, hint of wanting to do anything else. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 I'm going to be a theater major. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to act. I picked up playwriting um, mm -hmm. while I was here. And, you know, that became a, a big part of my theater identity as a student. But uh, yeah, I, no, I was... I was I was I was all in. Who was teaching playwriting at that time? Do you remember? Franklin Ashley. Franklin Ashley. Good old Franklin. Good old Franklin yeah. Ashley. I, I learned under the greats. Yeah. <laughs> Franklin was awesome. Awesome. <laughs> um, now moving forward, I always like to get into Pure. What was your first show at Pure? Do you remember? Yeah, Superior Donuts. Superior Donuts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I had just moved back to Charleston after my year in Atlanta. Uh, I did a show at Footlight. I did a risen in the sun right and then uh yeah i was like doing i was bebopping around i was just doing stuff i came in as a guest artist at uh school of the arts and ran into you mm -hmm. and you were like hey we've got this show coming up do you want to come audition for it i was like yes i do yes i do uh, and i had seen pure shows before i was aware of pure mm -hmm. um you know i had seen stuff as a student but uh and the show that always sticks out to me is the one that I'm like, oh, yeah, I definitely saw that was This Is How It Goes. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one I... Johnny Hayward and yeah. Yeah, that's the one I always think about. I'm like, I definitely David. saw that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then, you know, that's that's kind of how I came. I started, I did Superior Donuts in a storefront on East Bay. And uh, I've been <laughs> That was an experience, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we, we were kind of a little... Out and about at that two time. shows in that storefront yeah. straight through, and then it was like, nothing okay. like winter in the middle of uh, oh, May, right? Oh. <laughs> the coats, and then yeah, no, I've been I've been part of the company ever since. Very good. And how many? Do you know how many shows? Oh my god! Uh, yeah, it's hard to count, right? Oh, I, I, do, I don't have a number. Um, I don't know. It's all right. A lot. It, I many. mean, what, I've, let's say I've been with Pierre for this will be twelve years. Good lord, really? I've done it, what a show, at least one show every. I mean, sometimes 50, let's three say 50, or, yeah, let's yeah. say fifteen. Yeah, let's let's a bunch. Let's round it to fifteen. It's somewhere in there. Any great, any um, favorite moments? Oh, a lot. You know, I was thinking about this earlier because I was like, I feel like he's going to ask me what my favorite Pierre show I've been in is. I, it's, it's, it's tough. It changes whenever I'm thinking about. It. I mean, obviously, like, look, I got we got to do the elaborate interest Chad Diddy, which I was got amazing. To be a professional wrestler, so obviously it's that. But also, like, I loved working on. I loved Marie Antoinette. I just loved playing Louis the Sixteenth. I, I mean, what a great role. The Royale is maybe the best play I've ever been in. <laughs> like, Such a, another ring show. Yeah, yeah. like that. But yeah. that, that, that script, that character, the work, like just so good. Um, you know, the agitators, uh, it, it was incredible. And I loved doing that. Malimus, I mean, God, the list goes on. Yeah. There's so many. Well, for those uh, listening, the elaborate entrance of Chad Didi was a wrestling play. Yep. And we installed a very real wrestling ring in the middle of the theater, which was 
Amazing for my children. <laughs> amazing for everybody. Both. Amazing for this child. <laughs> uh, talk about favorite moments. Coming into rehearsal that day, knowing that the ring was going to be there, yeah. walking in, seeing the ring, and being like, oh my God, there's a wrestling ring in here, and just kind of freaking out, and then somebody being like, why don't you come get in it? And I was like, oh yeah, I get to get in the ring. And then that entire rehearsal of like being taught to bump like learning to take the power bomb, like just running drills in the ring, getting home and like not really being able to move. Uh, like that's my favorite day. Like it's my favorite day of rehearsal ever. Like, the the sheer amount of boyhood joy that that yeah. moment gave me. It's something we forget sometimes with theater. We do get to play. We get to play yeah. so much, and it's such a it's such an amazing gift. And just the infectiousness, the memory of that is just awesome. Um, as you uh, move forward, so you live here full time. This yep. is this is this is where you live. Yep. What what other things have kind of popped up for you to do All during the meantime to keep stuff. that life as an actor going? All sorts of stuff. I mean, you know, I I, I I've, I've been a writer since since college. Um, I, I continue to write plays. I just wrote a new play that I, hopefully I think we're going to do a reading of sometime Absolutely. here soon. Um, it's one of our initiatives is the pure labs is yes. to really do a lot of new work. And that's our goal over the next five years is really get a lot of new work I'm out there. Super excited to develop yeah. this play. Um, you know, I, I've moved into, you know, writing screenplays. Um, I directed a short film, uh, two years ago that I'm very proud of, um, in the works right now in early stages of trying to get together, pull, pull together a feature, um, and then, yeah, I mean, I get to I, I get to act uh, in in television and movies and and theater. Um, I get to direct. Uh, I've been working with the College of Charleston late, a lot lately, which has been very exciting. I love um, I love working with emerging artists. Mm -hmm. So uh, you know, teaching and directing at the college has been great. Like this, <laughs> you know, like there's not a better word for it. And I was trying, and there's just nothing there. So I'll just go with great. And then. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, that's that keeps me pretty full. And then, of course, you know, I get to do all of the the pure education stuff, which is yeah, you know, which uh, has really been. And we, as we get into this idea, like the joy of it, the play of it, it's such a great thing to kind of be able to find in other people, especially young people. Absolutely, yeah. It's I kind of fell into it accidentally. I kind of like was like, I'm looking for some stuff to do in between gigs, and mm -hmm. um, you know. Doing guest artists, like doing that guest artist thing at, at, at School of the Arts, which is how we met, and then mm -hmm. um, you know that became okay. And now I'm working for the Office of North, Cultural Affairs in North Charleston, doing after school programs that way. And then it you know, led to okay, well now I'm teaching at, at a private school, and and you know then coming on and working uh, for for Pure's education uh, arm. It, it's just like. One of the things I tell people is that, like, you know, I've, I've spent this career building up all these different skills and having all these different experiences that, like, I didn't know were coming because none of my theater teachers outlined any of it. Like, they mm. just didn't, you know, for, for the variety of reasons that they could, not all, like, you know, my, my high school drama teacher had never done nearly the amount of stuff that I've been fortunate to do in my career. Some of my college professors had never done some of the stuff that I was able to do in my career. So... The idea of getting to go back and work with, you know, middle school students, high school students, college students, and give them all these things of like, hey, you do not know any of this stuff is coming. Let me outline like how this is actually going to be helpful. Like, let me 
guide you through, oh yeah, I remember when I was where you are, this is what's very hard for you right now, but let me explain to you the things that are kind of in your way. Like, I don't know, there's like, what else is the point yeah. <laughs> like of my of all the experiences I've had if I'm not sharing them with people who can use them to navigate the next 10 or 15 years of their career. Yeah. And it's such the job of the artist is to cobble it together. Yeah. Um, especially when you're kind of out here in the hinterlands compared to like, you know, that work that's a little more consistent, but I don't think for any actor work is consistent. It's always no. trying to figure it out. No. And it's, it, again, it's, you know, the idea of like, of narrative being the way that we shape our ex experience. Right. It's, I, I've had all these experiences, but have, you know, and as, as they happen, there's no rhyme or reason to them. There's just like, oh, this is kind of just how this works. Okay. I didn't know that before, but now I can contextualize it. Now I can put, I can build that into the narrative for someone else mm -hmm. of like, okay, no, no, this is what your career is going to look like. This is how it's going to evolve as opposed to like, you know, it's, it's a very nebulous, nothing kind of understanding of like what it actually is or you, or even worse, you have like a flawed understanding of like, what is the career going to be when I graduate high school, when I graduate college, like what is it going to actually feel like to be a working artist? And I now I'm in a position where I can be like, Hey, I can kind of answer that question for you. And it's not what you think. <laughs> like, let me help you through that. Well, and the huge range. So with Pure, you've been out at Hot Gap for, is it three, four years? This will be year four. That's crazy. So for the fourth year. And so you're working with these kids really uh, young and excited. And then on the other hand, in the summers, then you work in the Galliard. So then you work in this space that's just extraordinary. Yeah. Program-wise, how, how do the kids kind of fit into it? How do you, what have you found out at out, out at? Uh, the kids who are taking these classes. Oh, so it's a, it, they're very different. Our summer program and our year long program are very different. One, obviously because of the age of the kids, like the middle schoolers. I love middle schoolers. I know people, some people like get a bad rap. Middle schoolers <laughs> get a bad rap and it's kind of justified sometimes, but also I love them. Um, they're so excited. They're able to understand and deal with like bigger concepts, but they're, you know, they're not jaded. They're not, you know, they can still be pretty amazed by mm -hmm. what you're offering them. Um, and they really do want to, they, they want time to learn how to be good at something. We have a lot more time with the middle schoolers than we do with our summer um, students, obviously. Um, so we can really, you know, let them sort of grow into it themselves. Mm -hmm. It's not so much about like, the final product it's more about like what is the experience that you're getting out of this how how are you growing and how is this as as our their teachers will freely tell us how is this bleeding into the rest of your school day right our summer kids are there because they are already kids who are engaged in the theater um, at their home schools and they're looking for something more they're looking to you know to do a big production they're looking to to have some advanced training and they get it in the summer because like there's no time for anything else. You know, we, we, we have a three week summer camp and really that three weeks is roughly two and a half weeks of getting to work on the show. Um, and so it's like, okay, from start to finish, we're going to build a show in two and a half weeks. Like you gotta bring it. Uh, and it is, it really is the training for those kids of like, this is what it's gonna kind of be like as pros kids, like get in there like get your work done, get off book, focus, let's go. 
And I love that. I, I never had that experience growing up of like, you know, we're, we're going to do this show quickly and to professional standards in this like beautiful. St- I'm very jealous. I haven't gotten to perform on the Gale Yard stage. <laughs> I'm itching for that opportunity, but like all these like high school kids have gotten to do it. It's cool. It's whatever. But like, I'm, I, I love that for them because it's, it, because you know, there's something about that, and I, you've been there. Like, there's something about that first day when they walk into the gale yeah. yard, and they see that space, and they they are working with professional um, lighting designers and and stage managers, and they are in dressing rooms, and they know that like, okay, the fact that we're in this building, like, you now have to fill that house with your voices. That performance has to read, and you have three days. Like, I love how real it becomes for them it's not like not that there's anything diminished about like doing a performance at school or for their parents or anything like that but there's you know there's a legitimacy to doing it in that space in the summer that i think is a huge challenge for anybody who is looking for it right yeah. and our, our our summer students are always looking for that challenge it's always amazing how far they go how far you get them like it's like and i think that's the real superpower of young people in general it's just that ability like with young when we did the camps years ago you always get to that second to last day and you're like this is going to be a debacle this is going to be a disaster but then the day when it comes boom there it all is it's amazing how much they absorb but even that i mean you know that's true of all theater. How many? That's you know, true. Yeah, many, you're right. You you're know, right. young people, sure, but we've we've both been it's in happened, shows yeah. where we're like, "Is this going to come together tomorrow?" Yeah. Or like, and people are like, "How's the show coming? It's going to open. <laughs> <laughs> like, it'll open tomorrow. We'll yeah. see how it opens." And then, like, you know, it's it's great rave reviews. We're you know we're there, and I I, I love it. I love that they're meeting the challenges that we set for ourselves, yeah. which is. Um, I think just such a great way for, you know, the the best ways to grow are to be forced to do the thing or to be and to be doing it with people who you need you need to match. Right. I, I I love that we give them those opportunities. Yeah, it's always the, the power of theater is always amazing. Um, another real fulfilling part over the years has been working with the educators and the teachers. Like I'm I'm like Lee McLeod, all those just like how excited and into it they get you got any stories there like experiences i mean we had like you know obviously lee mcleod has been you know our 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 uh liaison at, at hot gap who won't be there we'll have a new one this year uh which i'm super excited about working with a new person but like you know it's it's one of the things of like when you come into these schools and you work with these students the the in-school educators know all the students um and even they sometimes don't know yet like what all the kids are capable of when you give them that opportunity, when you give them a script and ask them to play this character to you know channel themselves through this energy. Mm-hmm. And it's, it can be very eye-opening even for the teachers. It can be eye-opening for the kids themselves. You know, they, they, they learn things about themselves and about each other that it, they don't really know going in. Um, and then, of course, just how excited and how like willing the teachers have been not just to like support the kids and help, but to like get involved. Like I think Lee's been in two of the shows we've had mm-hmm. to end up doing um, just to have to jump in and jumping in with a vigor. That's like, Hey Lee, you maybe should come audition for some stuff. Like, I don't like you've got, you know, yeah. like you didn't know that you were really good at this. Yeah. Um, 
we've had other teachers be like, hey, can I have a role in the show? Yeah. It's like, yes, yes, you <laughs> can. can. You have to be at rehearsal these days and yeah. and and genuinely thank us for the opportunity. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's the the educators are getting just as much out of it. And, and you know, after a few years, you leave them in a state that's like, we, we don't leave them, but like they're in a state too where it's like, you know, well, if I needed to not be here, you could do this. Yeah. You absolutely could run this. You didn't think that you could direct theater. You didn't think that you knew it, but you now from working with us, like have a full command of it yeah. and you can give it to the students. Yeah. Um, That's really the, the desire of the program. It's really where we'd love to go. How many kids do you think you have given to bring this back around that Santa Claus experience to? Oh, <laughs> oh I've never it, thought about it. That's pretty awesome. And if you think oh. about it, Oh, I don't, I don't know. I can't, I, I don't, I can't, I can't even think about, okay, I don't know. It'll be a joy to watch, I'm sure, as they kind of move forward. You know, so I, I will say that I have had the opportunity to to work with a bunch of kids who have, you know, done a show or, or done a, you know, program with me and at various stages over the years and seen them continue it past that mm-hmm. and been very, very proud of the work that they continue to do. Um I'm in a movie right now. I'm not in a movie right now. We're on the air, but I, I <laughs> did a movie that is is premiering at festivals right now. And one of the cast members is someone who I trained through our uh, oh wow our our after school youth company a couple of years ago. Who is it? Oh, uh, well, who is it's, it? it's Naomi Sanchez. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, ended up like the director needed somebody, and I was like, you know, actually, I'm, I have somebody who should who should, who could read for that. Yeah, and uh, we did a movie together it's a sort of like you know seeing like getting to to then share the the screen with her seeing her get to be you know um being allotted yeah. right for this this performance and it's like yeah i'm very very proud of that um i i you know there's a there see there's a cfc student who is now a theater major at cfc who's one of our summer camp yeah. kids and it's like oh man she's in the show with sharon yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Right. So, how great is that? Like, yeah. see, getting to see them continue their career, it's, it's, it's incredibly rewarding. Yeah. So, oh man, now I'm gonna be thinking about that Santa Claus thing. <laughs> I can't, I can't think about that. Well, making that tr- transition into film, everybody, I think for every writer, actor, performer, there's that. Those are those two worlds. I always love to think of theater as the mother, the nurturing one, the one that gets you there, and the father's film, the one you want to make proud. <laughs> <laughs> How do you find those two mediums and moving in between them? Uh, there is, there is, <laughs> like, when I'm on a movie set, I I, I do miss feedback. Like, mm. you know, a, a movie set is a machine and it is running and it has to, you know, you're having fun, but you have to make the day. And there's really no audience, right? Mm. Yeah, the audience comes later after the movie's done. Um, so, you know, I... I shooting Halloween kills I was on set and it's like okay so these are jokes mm-hmm. and then it's like okay at some point someone's gonna laugh at this maybe <laughs> like, I was telling people like when it when it got like you know Halloween kill we, I shot it in 2019 and the movie came out in 2021 and I joked with some of my friends I was like you try telling a joke and waiting two years to see if <laughs> someone laughs at it 
<laughs> did you wait, did you experience that in the theater? Would you go to the theater like you experienced a laugh? Yep. Did you get the laugh? Yep. <laughs> I legitimately, so the first time I saw the movie, I was at the premiere and we were I was sitting there and there was a scene where I was specifically like, this moment is supposed to be funny. Yeah. And so as it kept getting closer, I was like, oh my God, what if no one laughs? I, I've been for two years thinking about this and being like, people are going to think that's funny. And like, what if nobody laughs? And then people laughed and I genuinely melted into the chair. I was yeah. like, and I was like, oh my God, I was so tense for like 20 minutes. I was worried that people weren't going to like that one line. Oh man. It's, it is a, it is, and that's the thing with movies too, is that like a lot of times you're not there right. for people's reaction to it. Um, so, you know, theater you're there every night you're there with that audience you can tell if what you're doing is working and it is you know i i love that i love that back and forth between performers and and audience members and film doesn't have that it it but it does have a bunch of other things that make it very beautiful mm. and and i i do love working in that medium um i as an actor, I love the stage. Yeah, it's, See, it's as hard. An actor, to... I love the stage. I, yeah. I will say that as a you know, I I do love I do love directing and film. I love writing for film. The possibilities are always endless, and there's so much really fun stuff. You're 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 creating puzzle pieces to then build a puzzle, which I just think is pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah, they're very different mediums. What's next up for you, Pure? The Lehman Trilogy. Yeah. I'm very excited. Um, uh, I got to I, I, I got to see the show on Broadway. It is shockingly beautiful. Um, and it is a behemoth. And I'm very, very nervous about it. I, I, it's probably the most nervous I've been about a role in a long time. Yeah. Um, and I'm so ex still very excited about it. It's, uh, it's about the history of the Lehman family and um, Lehman Brothers Bank. And it's kind of a history. It's kind of a history of American capitalism, mm -hmm. as well as the saga of a, a family. And it's brilliant. It's going to be me, R.W. Smith, and David Mandel, and we're going to knock out this behemoth play that I think everyone should see. You're going to be shocked by how beautiful it is. It's a very exciting play. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, yeah. I know we've already one time last at the theaters, first time ever. We had four different shows kind of rehearsing at the same time in the same theater. So it's a really kind of exciting time to be pure. Yeah. Well, we could definitely talk all day, and I'm sure we're going to. But <laughs> <laughs> we come to the end of our time. Thanks so much for being here, Mike. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, anytime. And that's our show for today. Join us next week. We'll do something a little bit different. Longtime patron Steve Slifer on the show. It's a really interesting insight into Life with Lehman Brothers in the 90s. Be sure to check that out. And be sure to like, favorite, whatever you do these days on the podcast. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. Bye.